Welcome to 30 Minutes with Nettie. My name is Nareda Fernandez, I go by Nettie, and I am your host. The mission of 30 Minutes with Nettie is to provide a platform to discuss and share personal stories to enhance our understanding and personal growth. The idea is simple. The more we share, the more we can learn from one another. Welcome to week 29 of 2017. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for all the feedback from last week's episode. If this is the first time listening to the podcast, I ask to please start on episode one and listen in chronological order to understand the journey of 30 Minutes with Nettie. For today's episode, I will share a discussion I recorded back in December of 2016 with Manon. Manon was living in Chicago, but is currently back home in France, but I wanted to share her story with you all. At the age of 22, Manon already had her master's in business and had studied in three different countries. A big thank you and shout out to Manon for sharing her story with us. Hello, I'm here with Manon. She is a 22-year-old French woman who is living out here in Chicago right now. So we're going to get to hear a little bit of her story. Hi. Hi. Start out by introducing yourself. What is your full name? Okay, so my full name is Manon Lespinas. Okay. It's like the Frenchest of the Frenchest names you could hear out there. <laughs> yeah, we uh, practiced a little bit so that I could say your first name, right? Manon. <laughs> Manon, exactly. You're 22 years old. You have your master's. You've uh, studied in three different countries, you said? Yeah. All right. What should we start out with? Like your upbringing? Where were you born? Yeah, we can start with that. Okay. Um, So I was born in France, in Paris. Uh, Nothing too original. (laughs) So I stayed there a couple of years with my parents, and then we moved to my dad's hometown, which was in the countryside in the south of France. Okay. And so I did my high school there, and I started my uh, international studies there because I've been. I started to travel very early because my my dad was uh, a traveler, and he was working internationally, and so he pushed my sister and I to travel very early. Your parents are both French. Yeah, but mm, my mom. Uh, is half Spanish and my dad is half Spanish too so both my grandmas are Spanish okay so I grew up in some kind of an international like atmosphere mm-hmm. and uh, so did you learn English growing up or like with your family or did you have to learn that in school I learned that at school okay but my dad worked in English okay. so he kind of like yeah, pushed my sister and I to go and travel by ourselves very young. We would go to the UK in the summer and spend like one, two months there to like at, at a family that would receive us. Gotcha. And, and yeah. What's the age difference between you and your sister? We are three years apart. Is she older or younger? Older. Okay. 
All right, so you guys would go out and travel. How young would you would they leave you guys to go by on your own? I started at 12. Then okay. my sister a little bit later, but I'm the one who started that. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. you guys would go on your own or together? No, on our own. Nice. Yeah. That's Is this a very common thing out in your... Uh, I guess so. Maybe not that young, but traveling... Maybe not by yourself that young, but traveling with your group of uh, friends Mm -hmm. and going abroad is pretty common because it's pretty cheap and it's easy to do. Right. When was your first trip to the United States and how did you end up in Chicago? My first trip in the U.S. was three years ago uh, when I did my first international internship in Canada. I was in Toronto. And I went to spend the holidays in New York where I had a friend of mine studying. And this is when I discovered the U.S. and that I fell in love with the States. And like, yeah, so I went back to France and that's when I decided that I wanted to continue my studies even more internationally. Okay. And I joined this um like specific program because I was on top of my uh, of the ranking of my university so my university paid for my international studies and this is when I got to Chicago in August 2015 to start my master's so it hasn't been that long ago that you've been here yeah no a bit over a year okay and what program or what did you study uh I studied international business and I did my master's in Chicago at DePaul in information systems in business analysis. Okay. So business and informatics. Mm-hmm. So then went to school, you graduated, and you were like, I'm going to move out here? Yeah. At first, I didn't really know if I wanted to stay here. But when I graduated, I decided, like, I realized that I really didn't want to leave. Um, but I got some immigration issues because when you're a foreigner and you want to stay in the States, everything is complicated. Um, and so my visa expired and I got to, to leave the country for the summer. And the first thing that I did when I got back home was to start the whole process again to be able to come back here and to look for a job. And this is why... I got back here in September. Okay, is this where you went on that roommate site? Oh, no. I went on that roommate site when before my master's, so oh, like okay. a year ago. So previously to recording, I asked her how she ended up here because we're at an international home right now recording. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so she was telling me how she found the roommates on roommates.com or online. Yeah, it was um, this website, uh, roommatesmatching.com or something like that, where you would just um, fill in this whole like application, talking about yourself, your background, what you were looking for, and this is like how like my roommates found me online and contacted me, and so the first contact we got was over Skype because I was still in France, but I was like planning my arrival to Chicago. And we instantly clicked, even like at a long distance like that. And yeah, and then everything went just perfectly. Cool. And now they're my second family. Yeah? Yeah. That's nice. So I want to know more about the education in France. 
and then because you went all through high school, right, in France. Yeah, and then I in did. College was. Yeah, I did all of my high school in France, and then I started um, college in France during two years, and then I left for Sweden where I uh, finished my bachelor. Okay. And then I did my master's in the States. What is the age? Because I feel like you're very young. What yeah. Is age? What, what age do you finish high school? We finish high school at 18. 18? Okay, so then your bachelor's, how long did it take you to get that? Three years. Three, and then you got your master's in one? In one year. Yeah, a little less than a year. Okay. And your education was free out there? In France? So... Um, in France, um, we have like two categories of uh, education. Okay. Like, like we have one education system divided in two categories. We have public schools and private, private schools. Okay. Uh, so it goes for high schools and also higher education. Uh, I did my high school in a public um, school, so it was free. I okay. wouldn't like I didn't pay anything. Um, and I started my higher education in a private university. So I did pay, um, for my four years, um, but it, it's nothing like compared to here in the States. Like, like the price range would be in private schools in France a year. It would be something like eight or nine thousand dollars maybe like ten thousand maximum a year and it depends on the on the schools uh but if you like choose to go to the like public university uh it is something like two hundred dollars a year and it's just for the registration fees and you're done and you have access to higher education so going back to the high school, or was it just like your family, or is this like a French thing where it's just you go to you, you graduate, you go to college, and then yeah, it I think it's um it's really part of a culture okay. in France that education is super important, probably because of our history, the history of our country, and all of those uh, thinkers and philosoph- philosophers mm-hmm. um, that. Um, that we got and so yeah high school and then going to university and also because it's super affordable and everybody can go to university what was your view of the united states growing up oh growing up in france the united states i'm pretty sure it's like that pretty much everywhere but it's like the like it's place to not not really the place to be because I think we're judging the US a lot because it's very different Mm -hmm. and because the French culture is very like different and specific in some weird kind of ways I'm aware of that because I've been traveling a lot so I know (laughs) but yeah it's one of the like biggest differences biggest differences would be in a social context, how uh-huh. you, how Americans are super outgoing, and super loud. Yeah, loud. I think I think French are kind of loud too. Okay. But like super easy to talk to, super friendly, 
well, French people are not like that. Like when, when you meet someone, like I don't think a French person, like most of French people are not going to be super friendly or at least you will not, they will not seem super friendly at first. Gotcha. Well, people in the U.S. are a lot. Even if it doesn't really mean anything because like small talks, for example, we don't really have that in France. Well, here in the U.S., like, you go to the supermarket and, like, the cashier is going to, like, ask you how your day is going. And it's, oh, it's like, do you care about that? <laughs> okay. But, so was it a lot of adjusting for you to do? Uh, kind of. But I, as I said before, I have been traveling kind of a lot. So I kind of know how to adapt pretty, pretty quickly. Okay. So, so going back to the question, your view or perspective of the United States growing up? Yeah, the place to go, not necessarily the place to be, but ne- like, like you have to go definitely, yeah, because it's so different, it's so new, and everything. And the American culture is the culture that we grew up in, even if we're not part of the country. Is it because of TV? Yeah, TV, music, clothes, MTV? everything. Yeah, we have MTV. Like, I don't know. Like, even going to the movies. Okay, oh, yeah. I don't know. American maybe 90, 90, 95% of the movies we watch are Americans. Okay. And, fun fact, we don't have subtitles in France. Everything is dubbed. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you you see the, like, the, the images, uh-huh. and the words don't match the, the mouth. Oh, gotcha. So, you were in Canada, doing your bachelor's? Uh, yeah, during my bachelor, during my second year, I did an internship in marketing in Toronto. Okay. And that's the first time that I left Europe by myself. Gotcha. Yeah, so you keep mentioning that you've traveled a lot. Where have you been? I've been to Spain because my, my parents uh, live near the border of okay. Spain, so... Like, we're, we were used to Bilbao, growing up. To yeah. We were used to just go to Spain to go grocery shopping. Oh, because really? it would be cheaper, and then we would go home. It would be, like, a 45-minute drive. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Spain, uh, the UK, Ireland, Switzerland, uh, Belgium, uh, Sweden, uh, Norway, Finland, Russia, Italy... How many languages do you speak? I speak three. So French, English, and Spanish. Okay, so then Canada. Canada. Yeah, and then the U.S., Mexico, Costa Rica recently. Uh, Yeah, I've been also to North Africa. I've been to a tiny island near Australia. Right. Here in the States, where have you been? Just New York and Chicago? Uh, no, I've been, <laughs> I've been traveling a little bit. Uh, I've been to California. I've been to uh, Florida. I've been to Louisiana, New Orleans. I've been to Boston, New York, Washington, Buffalo. Dang. So now that you're here, <laughs> what has changed? Has the view in America, has it changed? Yeah, it's, oh, I've been to Tennessee, to Nashville, too. Yeah, it's what's interesting with the states is that, so you say that you guys 
like Americans are usually say that oh we we don't travel as much as Europeans, but like your country itself is so diverse and so huge. It's like you don't you don't really leave your country, but you can still experience oh, yeah. so many different things while still being in your country. And it's, that's super interesting. Yeah. And do you want to share a little bit of your where you're living now and the different cultures or where I'm living now? Like here, your roommates? Oh. How you, you're living in a very diverse... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're a house of four girls uh, and we're super culturally diverse, I would say. So we're living with two Colombian Americans, a Dutch American, and me, who's French. So... Did you know how diverse it was? Uh, before moving in? Yes. Yeah, I knew. Um, I knew because when I Skyped, so with two of my roommates, um, it was uh, the... One American, Colombian, and one 100% American. She moved out, okay. and the Dutch American came in. Gotcha. But the, the states, like, just here in Chicago, you knew that... Oh, that it was super diverse? Yeah. Yeah, I knew it. Uh, and it's what I'm looking for. And that's why I love big cities, because gotcha. you can see, like, yeah. difference It what is the most in- interesting in people. Okay. So we talked about the U.S. being so diverse. Is France diverse? Like, is there... Yeah, France is diverse, but in a different kind of way. Um, in, in terms of... Um, this is... I don't know. You, you will probably edit that. <laughs> it's... Um, one thing that shocked me when I, got, when I got to the States is talking about races. Because okay. in my... In, like in, in our culture in France we this word is we don't use it it's it like, like a taboo topic yeah and it's even illegal really yeah so racism the racism is uh, taken super seriously and it's something that we don't really talk about and here in the states it's all about yeah it's super diverse but like you categorize and you differentiate a lot the different communities and this is something that in France we don't do and we don't talk about because for us it is supposed to be one nation, one culture, and so one like people. Okay, and but do you have so a it is community of different shades of color? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I would say that we we have a lot of um, people from North Africa. Oh, okay. So Arabic people from Morocco, Tunisia, uh, Egypt, Turkey, that kind of that okay. kind of communities. So then you're not allowed to talk about it, but it's not. Yeah, but is, it's but is it happening? Yeah, uh, definitely. Is it, um, and it is. Yeah, you you would yeah you could say that it's taboo in my. It, I don't know. It's the kind of thing that, you know, you're, you don't want to talk about, but you're aware of it, but you're like really uncomfortable talking about it. And you, and especially since the recent events that occurred in France, the whole, the whole terrorism Mm -hmm. uh, stuff, um, this is, people are, 
more and more conscious about it and people make it a, a big deal saying that okay um, they like you ignored that these people were uh, I don't know how to say that um, you ignored that these people were here yeah here and maybe marginalized in in some way and so now that all of that is happening people are people are calling it out okay I, that was sorry. That's I have to. Mm, yeah, even like it's still it's still hard for me to talk about it, especially because all this terrorism stuff started when I was here in Chicago. Okay. So like I followed what was happening in my yeah. country in the news and like over the internet and that kind of stuff, and like. Yeah, I think ex like racism is raising right now in France and it's super concerning and it's because people don't really understand what's going on people are afraid of the difference mm -hmm. and and so yeah we have our next presidential elections in May and the um, a topic being brought up to China oh yeah totally and the polls are super concerning because um people start to blame the difference and so blaming this community communities um, is it kind of like what's going on right now in America? oh yeah you could say yeah, yeah. so what's your view on that if... I'm just I'm just sad and I just don't understand how people can like focus on the difference in a negative way instead of like realizing that difference is power it's like it's yeah. diversity is everything there is always a positive thing to right. to yeah. to learn from one another there's always a positive thing and positivity to yeah to learn from others and from diversity right see no I like this a lot actually I'm gonna definitely keep this part <laughs> Feel comfortable. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. It's just that. Yeah, it's hard to formulate. Mm -hmm. But when you found out then about the most recent terrorist attacks in Paris, where you were here in Chicago, so yeah. you found out like when every one of us found out, or did you find out from your family first? Oh no, I remember uh, when the very first attacks happened. It was last November, and I was studying at the library at night with a bunch of friends and we were just like taking a break and listening to the news to the French news and like we turn it on and like it was like breaking news it happened like five minutes ago and we were all freaking out because it was so new and so and so close to home for yeah you. yeah does and does your family live in Paris right now uh, my sister does and like some aunts did so at first like it was incomprehension and then, like, fear. Yeah. Okay. And you were able to communicate with your family as well? Right yeah. Away? Super That's quickly. Good. And, yeah. That's good. So then you went back after that, right? Did you see it? Did you feel a difference? Yes. Yes, I felt a difference um, because uh, you can see... Uh, the kind of measures that the government took, security measures, like a lot of um, 
more police officers and the army and like seeing guns, people with guns in the streets um, and people security checking your bags everywhere at the entrance of every public building and oh, okay, okay. so yeah I noticed that yeah and like I also it's something that I kept in mind like when you're when you're just in the subway and you start like observing people around you because oh. you, you yeah it's something you're that really aware, like what if it happens again yeah so oh, what am I supposed to do what are my options and because right. it's something that really shocked me yeah, it's so unfortunate, right? Just how yeah. it instills fear. Yeah. Wow, it turned really dramatic. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's super dramatic. I'm curious to know what your friends out in France or family members think of the U.S. right now with the whole Trump being elected. Like, are we a big joke? Honestly? <laughs> yeah, I want you to be completely honest. Uh, honestly, yeah, it's um, the first reaction has been like, what are like the Americans are just crazy people. Like we already knew that Americans were like crazy, different. Okay, okay. <laughs> but the whole Trump thing has been like, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's been seen like super. Sorry, like a I joke. Speak. Yeah, it's been seen as a as a joke. Like how okay. how can like a population elect and the majority of the population of a country right. decide on having a leader like that right. who is disrespectful has, you know, and has no super strong ideas, no experience in politics whatsoever, and yeah. Is he, like, really legitimate to be president? And also, so the first reaction was, whoa, what a joke. And then, whoa, but wait, it's going to impact us, too. So what? I know. Yeah. Because, yeah, the U.S. are a super superpower um, in the world. And it's like this, this guy, like, the president of the U.S. impacts the economies of all the other countries in the world right so it's like we hope then the second thought was like we hope he's not gonna do like take too many bad decisions because it's gonna impact us too right right and then worried because we our elections are in may and we have a candidate which is kind of similar and she's winning the polls actually like at the moment yeah, so then it's like, okay, people, so you saw what happened in the States, so now please wake up and don't let it happen here because we're better than that, I guess. You know, French yeah. mentality is on that, I guess. So. <laughs> okay, okay. And when you said in May? It's yeah. in May 2017? Yeah. Do you get to vote? Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm interested to know what has been a challenge in your life and how you overcame that challenge. Uh, yeah, so I think the biggest challenge I've had so far is the one that I'm living right now. I decided to leave my country and try to settle in the States, um, which is 
like complicated from an immigration point of view first with the whole visa situation working authorizations uh, and also um, comp competing with uh, Americans for a job position um, I started to look for a job this summer when I was back in France and so the long distance was hard especially because of the time difference so just as just getting an interview was like complicated because it had to be on Skype or FaceTime and right. we have we are we're seven hours uh, the states are like Chicago is seven hours ahead okay. of Paris mm -hmm. which is kind of complicated when you want to set up a meeting right. time because if they want to do morning then it's your like in the middle of the night middle of the night yeah oh. Uh, and so that's why it didn't work out this summer, and that's one of the biggest reasons why I decided to come back as soon as possible, just so I could have more chances okay. um, to compete with other Americans for a job. Right. So here, this whole time that you've been here, you've been looking for jobs and going to interviews? Yeah. I've been applying a lot, uh, going to interviews, but I didn't get as many interviews as I wished okay. um, once again because from an immigration standpoint everything is more complicated if a company uh, wants to hire a foreigner there is this whole visa uh, issue where you need a sponsorship from the company but it represents extra costs for the company and extra efforts and hiring lawyers so they really need to like want you bad so you really have to stand out and make yeah it's so it's been super hard especially because I am young and I don't have a lot of professional experience and fresh out of college it's like you're just learning how to like sell your profile to companies and right. when when English is not your first language and you're competing against like Americans that are like usually older than you because especially since I have a master's and I'm only 22 most of the recruiters like, their first questions were like, so wait, how is that possible? Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, because I started my studies in France, and in France everything is, like, quicker, and since it doesn't represent that much of a financial investment, people go to college super, uh, right after high school, and there is no, like, period of transition of right, or right, right. work experience. That's a really good Thing that you just brought up because sometimes I feel when high school students here at least when you want to rush things so fast like I just want to graduate I want to get my master's and then what happens after that it's just like yeah you know what I mean like just slow down take your time because yeah that's the but that's the that's the American way because it yeah. yeah it it really it's it's super different in France like in France if you take a year off it's wow like you're gonna have issues finding a job it's, so if you were in France would finding a job be so easy because you have a master's it would be easy because I have a master's because I have my master's and and because I have an American master's. So I chose the difficulty to, okay, I could have a job in France pretty easily, like probably in Paris, okay. 
but I really want to stay in Chicago and I yeah so I know it's going to be hard but I'm gonna I'm gonna work to achieve my goal that's good if what's your ideal job my ideal job would be business analyst um it's what I studied for my master's and it's being the middle person between management and their business goals and um, the technical people, IT people, uh, who build all the networks and that kind of stuff. And you're the middle person um, enabling the communication and the, and, the, and the reaching of the goals. Okay. I forget how young you are. Like right now talking to you, and then I'm like going back to, you're only 22, compared to like if I was talking to a 22 year old, I don't know, American? But like being 22 is like, it's, it's hard. Like when you're looking for a job in the States, it's super hard because like you're not taken seriously. It's like you're 22, That's... you have a master's, like what do you do? Like, go, I don't know, go to school, do, grow up and come back in like five years. It's like, Which is you... so interesting to me, right? Because you think like... Yeah, like, is this situation is this more accessible in the anywhere outside the U.S. Even in right. India, it's so cheap coming yeah. here, and it's a, it's a third world country. And here, why are we so expensive? Yeah, but at the same time, it's super. Yeah, so it's super expensive. Okay, but at the same time, I think it's pretty great. Like to take your time in your studies. So you start your master's with actual professional experience in that domain, and so you can't maybe understand more what you're doing and you can associate it with situations did, you've been involved. One question I have is, did you know that it was going to be this difficult? Because, you know, for example, for me to be like, oh, I'm going to get my bachelor's, get my master's, and then get a job, and then now it's the whole age, you know, did you, were you ready for that? Or was that kind of like, a, oh, shoot, I guess. When I started my master's, I was not really thinking about staying here so okay. I was like I'm gonna come back go back to France with a master's from the US I mean yeah it, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be cool like yeah. I'm gonna I know I'm gonna get a good position yeah but when I decided to stay here I knew it would be complicated but I didn't know it would be it would be that complicated to be honest right. Yeah, I've been struggling a lot. And have you thought about education or teaching French or going that route? Because with your master's, you could teach like at a community college, even in your marketing uh, degree. Yeah. No, that's not I, your route. Yeah, no. I I mean, I would give uh, French like lessons just to get ex to earn extra money, but I would like I mean not not now. I would not teach. I. I don't think I'm good at that at all. I would be good at that at all. Okay. It's not, yeah. No. No. <laughs> okay, okay. So what's one message you would like to convey? Just, I guess maybe your message from the 22, year, 22 years of experience in life. Small years of experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess my message would be to believe in yourself, um, step out of your comfort zone, and I'm still learning that, but ch challenges are what make life interesting, mm -hmm. and 
yeah, step out of your comfort zone, even if it's super hard at first. Um, challenging yourself it is something that drive life and all kind of different opportunities and experiences. They're definitely worth it. You were saying you were mentioning earlier something about um, not being afraid to learn different or what was it to be open to different ideas. Yeah, keep your mind open because you have a culture, you have your um, vision, and but the difference is what's super interesting and diversity is so rich and full of all kind of positivity and opportunities to learn uh, and grow from all that. I agree. And always be a good person. Always. Right? (laughs) I am ending each episode with the same two questions. One goal that you're currently working on and an art, so a music, artist, a song, a book, a film that you think it's worth checking out. So my goal is to find a job here in Chicago uh, and settle here for hopefully a couple years. Um, and yeah, being happy in what I do and with the people with whom I'm leaving. Um, and uh, an artist, um, I have... I have this girl that I discovered. I'm really into music. Like, I don't play any instruments. I've tried, like, guitar and piano when I was younger. It never worked. Okay. <laughs> I'm, yeah. But I love music, and I love sticking and, like, looking around and finding new new artists. And there's that girl. She's a Canadian, and she's, she's French-Canadian. She sings in both French and English, and she's called... Charlotte Cardin, so it's a super French name. Say it again. So, Charlotte. Charlotte. Cardin. Cardin. So, C-A-R-D-I-N. And yeah, and there is this French song, which is called Faufile. Okay. And it is very, yeah, very relaxing, and she's playing with the words, making rhymes, and it's super interesting. It sounds amazing, and it's super interesting to, like, listen to the actual words and how she's playing with all that. Okay. Thank you for tuning in today. Let me know what you guys think of today's episode. If you would like to join me in a discussion, email me at nettiespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter under at nettiespodcast. Please continue helping me spread the word by sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Hope everyone is having a good week. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace. Tu te fous, fille.